Hey, Sales Lift Nation, it's your host, Tyler Lindley. Today, I have Sam Schooley on the podcast. Hey, Sam, how you doing today? It's early, but I'm loving to be here. I'm excited to be on the show. Yeah, excited to have you. Sam, for those that don't know, is the SDR manager at PostClick. And today, we are gonna be talking SDRs and sales development. Really excited to be jamming on that. Sam, as we were talking about sales dev before we started, you know, we started talking about this concept of inbound versus outbound, specifically as it relates to sales development. Where do you land on that, Sam? Yeah, I think this is such a cool topic and it's one that's been all over LinkedIn recently. Mm-hmm. I think there's two ways to look at this conversation. One is, should my team focus on inbound or outbound? And then two is going to be, if I have that focus, how should I orient my SDRs? What should my split be? Should they be working on both? Should they be hybridized? The the first question I I think is really simple, actually. And it's how many leads do you have right now? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right? Do you have enough people raising their hand saying, hey, I want to evaluate your product that you can have a dedicated one, two, three, four, X many sales development reps, qualifiers, contacting, evaluating these people and setting them up to close business. The way I'd look at this is if I was a VP of sales is I'd say, I am so busy. My calendar is so full. I can no longer close deals. I have to hire an account executive. But you know what? An account executive is pretty damn expensive. Yep. So let me do this. Let me actually go ahead and hire someone to go and evaluate leads and qualify pipeline and team me up for these deals that are going to close. And do you think that should be the first hire then, Sam? Should it be that SDR doing the qualifying before you hire that AE? A thousand percent because Tyler, this is more your area of expertise, but how long on average does it take to, to ramp up an account executive? Oh man, a long time. Depending on the sales, it could take months or like even up to a year really to get them fully ramped and ready. And if you're a CEO or co-founder, if you're the first sales hires, the head of sales, you're going to be selling better than that AE for at least the first year. Oh, hundred so percent. Yeah. Why the hell are you going to spend your time and energy? Can I say hell on a podcast? Yes. You can say anything you want. Okay. <laughs> but... Why the hell are you going to hire someone who's going to take maybe up to a year and who's also, if they're good, they're going to negotiate a guarantee. They're going to want the sweetest territory. They're going to want leads handed to them. And you're like, no, I need to close business for our next revenue target. I need to close business for our next fundraising round. I need to close business for insert reason here. So why the hell are you going to hire someone who's going to come in and close some good business for you, but it's going to take their time doing it. Instead, have someone come in and just keep your calendar full. And once that person has kept your calendar full, then evaluate, okay, can they actually close some of these smaller deals themselves? Mm-hmm. So great. Congratulations. You just made an SDR's dream. That SDR is now an account executive. Mm-hmm. You made someone's career in that moment. Alternatively, you say, you know what? They're not ready to close deals yet. Maybe one day. Now I can hire an account executive. Mm-hmm. And now your account executive is going to be thrilled because you're going to bring on this account executive. And you're not going to say to them, hey, go find and close your own deals. You're going to say, hey, you got, a, you got an SDR that's going to source your business. What? what kind of- I have my own SDR? Yeah. This is perfect. Uh, It's still 2021 and we are, we're hiring AEs here at PostClick and the number of candidates I sit on interviews with who say, I've never had an SDR before. And as I'm telling them, they're going to have a one-to-one relationship with me and my team. They're salivating Mm -hmm. because they've never had that before. Mm -hmm. And SDR is a newer function, but it's been around long enough that most established organizations should have that. And I think that's really where the crux of this inbound versus outbound issue is when do we go outbound? When do we hire reps to actually go after named accounts? Yeah, no, I totally agree. You bring up a good point there that I wanted to go back and double click on in that Mm -hmm. bringing on these SDRs first. It's so much more of a natural, when you find the right ones, that natural SDR to AE transition, that's such an easier path than just trying to find the AE from the start. Mm -hmm. Even bringing on multiple, like having 
two, three, four, five SDRs, and then one or two will naturally progress to that point where you feel comfortable closing. Even just from a talent pipeline perspective, it probably makes sense to have a larger SDR team that can then funnel into an AE team. Yep. And I think that's so much because the amount of resources that that are out there that teach you how to close Mm. are astronomical. If you just look at the title of sales training consultants, there's hundreds of thousands of these people exist. And there's thousands of these classes and courses and readings and everyone's got their framework, whether it's Sandler or Challenger or force management or spin selling or whatever's the, the hottest thing on the market right now. But when you hire an outside account executive, they come with their own methodology. So you have to teach them your methodology. Mm-hmm. They also come with their own biases. So you have to teach them your biases that you then have to teach them your market unless they were selling to your market previously. And even if they were selling your market previously, they didn't understand how your product fit into that market. So you still have to teach them your product as well. Whereas if you promote from within, your SDR already knows your sales process, just the first half of it. Mm-hmm. They also already know your buyer. They know your product. They know your market. You only really have to teach them the end of closing, which is difficult and takes getting beat up a few times. Mm-hmm. But if you've already been working with them for a year, you've seen them get beaten up time and time again. So you know how they'll handle those positions. Whereas an outside account executive hire, that's going to be toughest. Yeah. And that's why I love part of my role is actually talent development on top of pipeline development. And it's because we have an SMB offering that makes complete sense to promote SDRs into this junior account executive position. Mm-hmm. And we have this amazing talent pool that and I can go to these kids honestly and earnestly and say, you bring your all for me for a year. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck. I'm going to hold you to a higher standard you've ever held and you've been held to in your life, but you perform, you'll make it a promise land in a year. Yep. And we love it. And we're seeing that these guys outperform some of the season reps that have done it for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bring up such a good point there with the talent development piece. That's mm-hmm. just, I think that's overlooked, don't you? Yeah. I feel like companies might be short-sighted and just be thinking about how many leads might they qualify? How many deals are we going to close like in the next quarter? What is this? What kind of list is this going to give me in the next 90 days versus mm-hmm. there can be short-term gains for sure. What mm-hmm. in the next few quarters, what outcomes can I get? What goals can they achieve that help the bottom line? But also what does the bench look like? What does mm-hmm. the bench look like? Because it's so hard to hire people. It's so hard to find them and train them. And like you said, all the issues with the, somebody that's experienced bringing them in and trying to assimilate to all of us and all of our culture and all of our programs and all of our talk tracks, that's difficult versus a more natural transition is that promoting from within, assuming you have a bench to promote from. Yep. And and that's why you have to take the time to literally build a a bench. Because if if you're not building the bench, then you're going to be forced to do unscalable things. Mm. Because at some point, Mr. and Mrs. VP of sales, if you will not have enough time to train these AEs, So you either have to hire another sales manager to come in and train these AEs, or you'll have to hire a sales enablement person and tell me how you can justify with a small shop of three sales folks going to your CFO saying, hey, I want to secure budget for, I don't know, 80, 90, $150,000, depending on how senior you want this person to literally just build training resources for it for my sales to work. Your CFO is going to look at you like, we're all working 60 hours a week. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> and you can't go back to your CFO and say, well, I'm already working 60 hours a week, closing business. What the hell do you think I'm trying to, to, to do here? Right. And so there's that natural tension when you, you've got a, a list of hungry folks knocking down your door saying, hey, let me prove myself. And then I'm not saying just because someone's an SDR, they deserve to be an account executive at your company. Yep. Odd, no. However, if you're a VP of sales, you should know how to spot sales talent. And so if they performed and they've got it, 
promote them. So well, no exactly. Problem. Because you're taking a risk. It's a risk either way. It's a risk to promote yeah. from within. You don't know if they'll, they can actually end up closing. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost riskier to go from the outside and you don't know if they're going to be a culture fit. You don't know their work ethic. There's so many unknown variables bringing in someone from the outside. At least you know what you're getting. If you've had someone on team for six, 12, 18 months, you take away a lot of those variables. I, I would challenge any VP of sales who's on the fence one way or the other. The next time you hire, go to your CFO, play on this line, say Sam doesn't know what he's talking about, but we'll, we'll blame it on him if it doesn't work. <laughs> And next time you hire an outside sales hire, promote one of the SDRs, have them start at the same time. There's a really cool tool called Atrium. I think it's uh, Pete from Modern Sales Pros. Okay. And what this tool does is it tracks linearity across the life cycle of sales reps. And so it'll actually, so you put in all your data from Force or whatever your CRM is, and it'll spit out where your sales reps actually are performing compared to each other. Not moment in time today, but it'll look at Sam's first three months in the role compared to Tyler's uh, first three months in the role. <laughs> and so then you can literally benchmark this new SDR to promoted sale hire against every other sales hire. And here's what my, I don't know, I've managed over hundred SDRs. I've coached and trained over a thousand of the percentage that go to account executive roles. On average, they close at about the same rate as an experience close in the first three months, but then they blast out of the waters afterwards. Really? Interesting. I love that that tool benchmarks against the actual timeframes in question versus because no two reps are at the same point in their journey. Typically, some are technically. They started on the same exact day, but usually there's always a week or a month or a year or five years. So I love that tool is able to do that kind of benchmarking. That's cool. Yeah, it was really helpful because it, it, it actually allowed you to just look at apples to apples as a sales leader. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think Pete, I'm going to butcher his last name, so I don't even try. Sorry, Pete. But uh, he's over at Atrium HQ, I think it okay, is. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll find the link and we'll link to it in the show notes if anybody wants to check it out. Let's go back to our original conversation talking about inbound versus outbound. Obviously, we talked about it's how many leads do you have? Can you justify inbound versus outbound? I'd say a lot of folks like just getting started and like figuring out how to scale up their revenue organization, they likely don't have enough inbound leads to really justify one headcount or more than one headcount even. But even like a full-time SDR, there's probably just not enough leads. If there's not enough to justify for one headcount there for an inbound SDR role, how should teams start once they have these leads, how should they be distributing them out? How should they work that if it's more of that hybrid role where they're doing inbound and outbound? One, don't do a hybrid role. It sucks. Don't do a uh, hybrid role. Okay, cool. Do Why not? <laughs> yeah. The outbound selling motion and the inbound selling motion are drastically different. Drastically different. Inbound is all about having a high volume of folks coming down your pipeline and quickly qualifying them in or out. Speed to lead is the idea here. I, you know, When I was running a team before, we had 10 dedicated SDRs exclusively running inbound to have a sub one minute SLA for inbound leads. It was amazing. It was incredible. Sub one minute? Sub one minute during business hour. That's insanity. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it it was one of the coolest engines I've ever built. But they were able to get there because that's all they did all day was work leads, work leads, work leads. Some of these leads, they'd MQL, they'd get 10 calls from an SDR in a day, which was perfect because that's what you want. Right. You want someone to raise their hand saying, I want to buy your product. You want to get them on the phone before they go and talk to anyone else. Exactly. That day, right. that minute, that hour. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Someone is, when someone submits a demo request or downloads your white paper or finishes watching a webinar, that you they're thinking about you and it's diminishing by the second. Exactly. And so when they're thinking about you, they you want them to hear from an SDR. 
And so if you simultaneously got this person who is just snap snatching up leads simultaneously, then also going after named accounts. And we'll talk about when to decide to go and nap on in a second. Yeah. But, and you got them split in their attention. What happens when you tell them, Hey, go break into that account. And then a lead comes in. What does this entry level career person do? Which way do they go? How do they prioritize? You know what they're going to prioritize? They're going to prioritize the lead. <laughs> Every single time they're going to prioritize the lead. It's the low hanging fruit, Sam. It's I, the low I, I thought they were ready right then. Like I had to call them. I had to stop everything that I was doing. <laughs> and so how the hell, if you have these leads coming in at all odd hours, because I don't know. I don't tell my leads when they're allowed to demo requests. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's not like the contact us button. It only exists right. when <laughs> I like, disappears at five o'clock. Yeah, that's great. I'm like, what the hell is this person doing at one o'clock in the morning local time? Not my time. Mm-hmm. One o'clock their time that they're looking up marketing services. Like right. they just wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, what's really bothering me right now? I post the automation platform. Let me go ahead and check out what's going on over there. (laughs) So you've got these SDRs who have split attention. Mm -hmm. And then you've got this concept of switching costs. And it's something I I still struggle with to this day running my team. But we are just not efficient humans. Humans are not efficient. We're not robots. We're not. And so when you've got all these switching costs existing in your business, and then you want to say, okay, here's this really difficult and chunky outbound engine we're figuring out, figuring out. And we also want to highly prioritize leads and we don't know when these leads are going to come in. The second your SDR is in an outbound groove, they're going to be distracted by a lead. Yep. And that distraction, if they get a conversation with that lead and it starts going and they set up the meeting, that can be an hour, which is what you want it to be. Yeah. And then you just lost all the time. And then by the time they get back to outbound, I had an SDR who was really struggling with us when we were hybrid mm-hmm. uh, a couple of lifetimes ago. I literally bought a light switch from the hardware store and I wrote on top of it outbound. Yeah. And I wrote on the bottom of it inbound. I said, hey, <laughs> when you are selling outbound, switch it up and be in outbound mode. And when you're selling inbound, switch it down and be in inbound mode. And that physical act helped him. And it was kind of a joke, kind of a prop. Yeah. But I could see how it could work. Yeah. Yeah, because there has to be that switch and it's just so difficult. So why? Why do that? Well, probably out of necessity, like out of necessity, oh, we've got a couple inbound leads. Should we have, should we just send those to the SDR, I guess? Like they're not doing, yeah, they're just doing outbound all day. They can handle this. Here, Here's what I've seen work. Send your demo request to, directly to your AEs. It's what we do here. Bypass, bypass mm-hmm. the SDR. So the really high intent triggers, you would just bypass and you just know what those are and skip. Yep. Put an SLA around them. Yeah. And then have one person on the team that's that knows your product really well. Yeah. Pick them up if the SLA drops. So yep. there's like, hey, AEs, you've got this amount of time to respond to these folks. And then, hey, whether it's an SDR or junior account executive or someone who's just really hungry for more business, here's the Salesforce report. Here's the HubSpot report. It's not they hit here, they're yours. Yep. So we do that. It works really well right now. And we're going to move away from this. But again, even as I'm declining this, we still do this. The lower intent folks, we have our SDRs work them. Yep. But I actually teach my SDRs and I coach them around, hey, you don't work inbound and outbound at the same time. Check out your day to do inbound, check out your day to do outbound. Hmm. It's really hard to switch between the two because you're talking to someone who, even if it's a low intent lead, they read your white paper, they downloaded a new book. And so you can make a conversation, the premise for your outreach around that. Whereas if you go into any outbound conversation saying, hey, you want to buy my stuff? Right. (laughs) Or you want to read my white paper? And it's like, I don't even know who you are and why you're calling me. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I think that begs the question of when to go outbound. Yeah. That is the next um, question I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> and 
it's when you don't have enough leads to hit your revenue targets. You, get, you have to be really particular though. I think the first step that you got to look at, if you have five customers, if you have 10 customers, look at the past 10 people to sign. Don't look at historical data, look at the most recent. Yep. What was the explicit reason, not why they signed the contract, but that they started speaking to us in the first place. Right. We're going to call that your inflection point. You're then going to coach your SDRs on how to find that inflection point across your market. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, don't go and find the coolest, sexiest, I don't know, they say you're selling widgets. Don't find the coolest widget maker. Mm-hmm. Find the widget makers who are struggling with that exact same issue that our last 10 customers were. Right. And then after you do that, don't train your SDRs. Go to someone who's an expert at training and have them help you do it. I know Vendition is incredible at that. So just don't. Just don't worry about training them. Find someone else to train them for you. Mm-hmm. And all you need to prepare this app on SDR for is here's the moment in time that if someone has this moment, we need to speak with them. And here's a resource. There's a lot of free ones out there. Yep. There's a lot of paid ones out there. Here's this resource. Use this resource as your guide. Yep. And then let that start to go. Some things you should know. One, outbound deals are going to be at a higher contract value. They're going to take longer to close. Full stop. Yep. So you're going to get more money from them. They're going to take a hell of a lot longer to close. And you're going to have to hold their hand a hell of a lot more. So build that into your model that if you're seeing, I don't know, 65 day average close time for inbound, expect it to maybe even double for yeah. outbound. Yeah, maybe um, more, maybe more than double. Because think about it, you're getting your inbound leads and your deals closed when they're raising their hand saying, okay, I'm ready to buy. Whereas with your outbound business, you're reaching out to them when they're maybe not even the awareness of their buyer, the, their buyer cycle. Like if you look at the, the customer like yeah. life cycle, <laughs> I'm trying to like remember it in my head. Well, it's that bell curve of like 3% are actively buying right now. The other 97% don't even know that you exist, don't care, have a thousand other priorities. Like you're trying to go and and see is that problem, are they from the last 10 customers in the example you just used, are they going through a similar problem? Hey, a lot of people like you are actually going through this problem. We wanted to see, is that you? Here's a resource for you to check out. We'd love to chat about it if you want to you want to chat. That's a lot different of a conversation. You're building awareness. You're starting the discussion versus someone coming in. We hear this stat all the time. Buyers are 70% through the buying cycle when they first talk to a sales rep. Yeah, if they're in a buying cycle. But like, what about the ones that aren't? What about the ones that, and that's what we're talking about with Outbound, right, Sam? Like, these aren't people in a buying cycle. These are people like, maybe not even in the awareness stage. We just, our average deal size is, 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 is pretty low, actually. And it's because of the uniqueness of our market. It's about 60, 70 days. Mm-hmm. Now then, we have outliers. We just had a deal close uh, for 455 days. Hmm. One of our largest deals to date. And it's because we first spoke to them 455 days ago when they didn't <laughs> even they weren't even aware of post-click <laughs> automation. So guess what? That deal went closed, lost, closed, or closed open, or closed, lost, open six times over yep. the last year and a half. Yep. For exactly those reasons. Yep, exactly. What other advice would you give folks just standing up a sales dev department? Anything else we haven't touched on that you think would be valuable for them, Sam? Yeah. Hire in pairs, at least. When you do one, you're always going to... Whenever you hire the first for any role, there's always going to be that doubt of like, hey, did I hire the right person? Is it the right time to hire them? More expensive to hire two. <laughs> yeah. um, it's about twice as expensive. Right. <laughs> More expensive to hire three. It's about three times as expensive. But... Th- what you'll find is the time cost is not that much more. You're really only looking at one additional one-on-one a week and you don't, because you, you can train them all at the same time. Right. And then you get to have them compete against each other. 
100%. And especially if you build out a, a healthy competition where it's more of a tennis team where they're on the same team, but they're playing singles mm-hmm. compared to, I don't know, what's an individual and another, I don't know, sports in the well enough, but insert <laughs> sports analogy here. Like, <laughs> as long as we're not competing against each other, yeah. like, never tell them, hey, I'm going to fire one of you. Right. Never tell them, hey, there's one AE spot, only the, the best of you three get it. Right. Right. So build an environment that makes them, I don't know, what do millennials and Gen Z care about now? Right. I don't know, development. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that hiring in pairs or even threes. Sam, great conversation. If my listeners want to find you online, what's the easiest way to do so? Yeah, I think I'm the only Sam Schooling on LinkedIn. So check me out there. That's probably the best way. I don't know. Tweet at me. I don't really use Twitter. So <laughs> We'll link to your LinkedIn profile. So definitely connect with Sam on there. He's uh, posting a lot of great content around sales development and, uh, and, is, and is actually fun. A lot of personal humor, personal touch on there, which we've had a good time with, Sam. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Tyler. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find all the links discussed and the show notes at thesaleslift.com. That's the, T-H-E, sales, S-A-L-E-S, lift, L-I-F-T, dot com. Have questions for me? Email me at tyler at thesaleslift.com. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. And we hope today's show brings you the sales lift your business needs. Remember, ideas plus action equals results. You've got new ideas, now it's time to take action and the results will follow. See you next time.